Well, hi, everybody, and thanks for checking in for day four. It's a beautiful day to worship the Lord. We learned in yesterday's devotional from 2 Corinthians that we have these great promises of God desiring to dwell in us. And we've learned so far from those passages and from Jesus that we also have this tendency to be too connected to the world. But if we unyoke ourselves from the world and from the way of unbelievers, we can have a great connection with God. 2 Corinthians 1.7 reads, Since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. So far, we've started down this road by praying and fasting and starving certain things in our lives. And as we focused on our spirits this week, we've chosen to starve some certain things. We've chosen to starve doubt by trusting what God says. How's that going, by the way? I've been amazed by how many times my tendency is to doubt, but how life-giving it is to my spirit, how good it feels to simply choose to believe what God says. We've also decided to starve some distractions by thinking what God thinks. And I don't have a lot of setup today. I'm just going to get us right to it. Today, the emphasis is to starve unwholesome talk. If we are going to trust what God says, think what God thinks, we can also say what God says. What is unwholesome talk? Where am I getting that? Ephesians 4.29 Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. We are by nature unwholesome talkers. We are by nature liars, and we're full of unwholesome talk. It's natural to be that way. This is one of the ways we detox. Remove a toxic substance from a living organism. Believers are to learn new patterns of speech to be an encouragement to those who listen. Believers in Christ, they don't talk like everybody else. The world is discouraging to people. They slander, There's bitterness, harsh words, improper uses of anger, and it's only hurting us. Not only does unwholesome talk benefit those who listen, but we benefit too. The passage goes on to say, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. When we grieve the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit is grieved by what we say and do, our spirits suffer. Often we don't feel well spiritually because we're not saying what God says. We're just saying what the world says. This day of redemption that it's talking about is the day when the Holy Spirit will present you to Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is a person, a person who can be grieved. What grieves the Holy Spirit? When we steal, when we lie, when we deceive, when we tear down? When a person is grieved, there is no fellowship. He can't work in your life. Now, you can grieve the Holy Spirit, but praise God, you can't grieve him away because you've been sealed. Sealed for the day of redemption. That is so good. The Holy Spirit seals you and will present you to the Lord Jesus Christ one day. Praise God for that, but also praise God that he can be working in our life right now. So let's not grieve him, let's please him, because he has done a wonderful thing for us in sealing us. When I think about saying what God says, my mind goes to Romans 8, 
where it set up all these wonderful promises. And then in verse 31, it says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who could ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us, and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I'm going to give it my best shot today and for the rest of the week to detox the unwholesome talk from my mouth and say what God says. I think it's fitting today that our prayer emphasis is families and marriages. Proverbs 24.3 tells us it takes wisdom to have a good family, and it takes understanding to make it strong. So let's pray today for our family. Pray for lost family members to believe in Jesus Christ for salvation. Ask God to give you the fruits of the Spirit with your family. Pray for orphans and widows and those who are without a family. And pray that your words would build up your family, that your words would be a benefit to your family who listens.